Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Tracy Swedlow from ITVT and the TV of Tomorrow Show. This is Radio ITVT. The following podcast is called TV is Not Dead. It's Having Babies. It is a special presentation given by Rick Mandler from ABC. He's the Vice President of Strategy and Digital Media Sales at ABC, and his keynote was described as follows. This phrase, author unknown, has been making the rounds since the summer, and it couldn't be more true. The demise of TV has been greatly exaggerated. While live viewing of non-sports content is certainly declining, on-demand viewing, especially scripted entertainment content, has seen dramatic increases. Premium publishers have aggressively courted the on-demand viewer, making their content available on myriad new platforms. This talk will focus, using research developed by ABC, on the dimensions and impacts of the new multi-platform ecosystem and how the conventional wisdom that TV is in decline is dependent on an overly narrow definition of what TV is in today's world. Don't forget... TVOT San Francisco 2016 will be held June 7th and 8th. Tickets are going to go on sale fairly soon. Keep a watch on thetvoftomorrowshow.com. We hope you enjoyed this presentation. Hi, everybody. Uh, We are here. We can take this down. Thank you so much. Uh, Welcome to a very special presentation from the great Rick Rick Mandler, who is someone who's been in this industry for a long time and a veteran. And, of course, he's doing a presentation called TV is Not Dead, It's Having Babies. And Rick is the Vice President of Strategy and Digital Media Sales at ABC Television Network. Sales? or sales? Sales. Uh, uh, Rick has been involved in this industry from day one. Uh, he was very involved in the creation of two-screen TV um, many, many years ago and, and is uh, passionate about advertising and monetizing what we do. Welcome, Rick Mandler. Thank you. I, I just want to say that I met Tracy probably more than 15 years ago at an AFI event and was at the first one of these shows about 15 years ago too, right? Oh, only eight. All right, so time is compressed a little bit. Uh, and it, it consistently is the best event of the year for me, so I'm really... Okay, 2007, Tracy informs me. So it's, it's just an honor to be back on the stage here again. Um, so the quote, TV is dead, it, it's, it's not dead, it's, uh, it's having babies, is not original. Uh, I got it from the scathingly brilliant blog, The Ad Contrarian, which is written by Bob Hoffman. Uh, but Bob doesn't say where he got it from. He heard it at a conference. But I think it really sort of captures the Mark Twainish uh, attitudes that people have towards the TV business, that television is dying. And you read the trades, and it talks about how television is dying, and you know ratings are down. It's just bad, 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 bad. Um, and there was a, a question from the audience earlier about multi-platform viewing and whether it compensates for the decline in live viewing. And that really is the core of, of what I'm going to talk about today. But, but I want to start off with just a little bit about what makes TV special. Because I think it's really important to recognize, especially from an advertising perspective, the principal value that TV provides. 
Right, when you, when you think about um, TV, it's a mass reach medium. And why is mass reach important? Right? Mass reach is important because it builds brands. And the way you build a brand is not by just targeting your message to people who are likely to consume your product or service. The way you build a brand is to establish your message in the culture. Right? When you think about it, the cars we drive, the phones we use, the beer we drink, the clothes we wear, they all say something about us. But they can only say something about us if the people who are not necessarily targets for those clothes, car, beer, it's phones, know what it is that we say. So I teach a class at NYU, TV 101, basically. And, uh, and I said to them, if I show up at a party with a six-pack of Corona, what does that say about me? Everybody's hand goes up, right? And it says, you chill out on the beach, right? Corona's advertising is working. So then I said, how many of you buy Corona? Like two hands went up. And that's what I'm talking about. The message is universal. Everybody knows what it says about you when you show up with a six-pack of Corona. But that doesn't mean you're a target for buying Corona. But for Corona's sales to work, for that message to work, everybody has to be exposed to it. And that's what TV does. That's what TV does better than any other medium. And as we move towards targeted TV, which is extremely important, it's going to be part of the mix, we can't lose sight of the principal value proposition of television. We ha can't lose sight of television's mass. And multi-platform viewing is how you re-aggregate that mass and how you deliver the, the value of television. Okay. So a, a, little, a few just sort of early, you guys more than anyone probably understand how much the TV landscape has shifted. Right? We've gone from just a few networks to just massive amounts of viewing options. ABC is proud to, to have been leaders in this space. We were the first to stream online, first on iPads, first on iPhones. And the TV industry today looks like this. Right? It's just ridiculously complex. And I don't expect everybody to, to grasp this slide. It's just to, to give you a sense of how crazy complex the world is today. But what it really means is that video is everywhere in every way, shape, form possible. And we've coined the term video ubiquity, um, you know, the concept that video is everywhere. And with that video everywhere, you've got just tremendously empowered consumers. And it's important to just look at the penetration a little bit to get a sense of what's, what's out there, right? TV households are flat. DVR households are flat. And I know that that's sort of counter to the conventional wisdom. People think, oh, every year more and more people are, are buying DVRs, renting DVRs. DVR penetration has been flat for a couple of years now. You see PC penetration actually significantly below TV penetration and declining, right? But smartphone penetration almost at the same as PC penetration and tablets get catching up very quickly. Connected devices, right, again, you know, massive growth, but relatively low penetration. And then SVOD, right? Given the sort of level of penetration for SVOD, right, obviously Netflix being the largest, but at 46 million households, it's probably a little more now with their latest results. Still, though, only about half or less than half of total TV households. So it's important to, to keep in mind, again, as you think about the ability to reach mass audiences, the ability to establish a presence in the culture, how unparalleled TV is. 
And for ABC, our experiences mirror the, that larger picture, right? Uh, DVR minutes are up for us. Streaming minutes are way up. VOD, very fast growing, uh, also a very fast growing, growing platform. And with that on-demand consumption, we've noticed a couple of things. One is that people are more engaged. So you look at the total amount of time spent watching a particular episode across platform. And what's fascinating is that for online and for VOD, people watch 65, 67% of, of an episode on average. And if you think about it, it kind of makes sense, right? When you're watching live TV or you're watching on a DVR, right? with live TV, you can change the channel. With DVR, you can fast forward. Typically, though, with on-demand consumption like online and VOD, fast forward is disabled. And you've affirmatively selected that show. You haven't sort of stumbled upon it. And so you're highly engaged, and you're much more likely to watch the entire episode. So when do people watch? And the answer is, by and large, most of that viewing happens the week after a show airs. So what does that say? It says that it's a catch-up mechanism. Right, so that's important for two, in two respects. One is it shows a relationship between live and on-demand, and it shows that that relationship is synergistic, that on-demand viewing supports live viewing. I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. The other interesting thing is you think that people move to on-demand to try to avoid ads. And our research shows that that's not necessarily true. So we did a, a survey. We asked people about advertising. The, blue, the top blue bar says, I don't mind seeing the ads online. Right, so it's not the, big, the biggest number on the, on the screen, but I bet you if I asked you guys how many people would say they don't mind seeing ads, you would expect the numbers to be zero. And that's a real disconnect, because if you ask people, do they like advertising? In general, they say no. But when you look at their behavior, when you look at, at things like HBO, which has had an amazing programming run, but is only in 30 million homes, notwithstanding it has no advertising, when you look at things like A-B testing, where you up the ad load and look to see if consumer behavior changes, and it doesn't, when you ask people, really ask people to think about, do you want to pay for content or do you want to pay with your time and watch advertising? The answer and the behavior is consistently more pro-advertising than the industry conventional wisdom would have you think. Okay, so with all that multi-platform viewing, the challenge, of course, is measuring it, adding it all up. I talked before about the synergistic relationship of on-demand and live, and we have some data to support it. So we looked at, and, and we can look at this in a couple of different ways. So first of all, let's talk about Grey's Anatomy, which debuted prior to the launch of the DVR and is still on air. Um, and the, our top, the show that we debuted last year, this is all last season data, because that way we can have full season data. So this is the debut of Grey's Anatomy and the debut of How to Get Away with Murder. So Grey's debuted with a 7.16 rating, adults 18 to 49, right? Huge number, which pretty much you don't see today. How to Get Away debuted with a 3.78, adults 18 to 49. Much smaller number. TV's dying. Oh, no. Then you start adding in DVR and VOD and streaming. And you look at it over the course of that first month that How to Get Away was available. 
And you see that it's an actually larger rating than the debut of Grays more than 10 years ago. And you can see this is not just for those shows, but for almost all of our shows. Right? So we have Bachelor, Blackish, Fresh Off the Boat, Once Upon a Time, Scandal. Again, the blue is the TV rating. The other colors are the on-demand rating. And you see it, it adds material amounts of viewership to the overall um, viewership of a show. And then the other thing is that on-demand viewers are more likely to watch live, right? That goes back to that catch-up slide. The on-demand viewers catch up with a series and then watch it on live TV. So what does it look like on a total schedule, total season? So this is last year. ABC had a good year. For our live plus seven ratings, we are up 3% with a 2.71 rating. But when you add in the multi-platform viewing, we are up 7%. And when you look at the younger demos, it's even more powerful. That was adults 18 to 49. For adults 18 to 34, we had, for the live plus seven ratings, a 2.25, which was down 4%. Add in the multi-platform, and that down 4% becomes up 7%. It's a huge difference. And it speaks to the enduring power of television content. Not necessarily the traditional viewing of television content, but the power of the television content itself. So that's why we say TV is dead. It isn't dead, it's just having babies. Because all those different segments in that little stacking chart that I've got are new forms of television that are going to grow and expand and create an enduring business for the, for the television ecosystem. So I have a couple of minutes left for questions, if, if anybody has them. Tim. Uh, so Tim's question was, how does Hulu factor into it? So consumption of ABC content on Hulu is uh, contained within the streaming segment in the stacking chart. Other questions? Come on, there's got to be one more. Okay, then thank you very much. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.